0: What is a critical conversation? A critical conversation is a conversation that, it, that reveals important content, not only about ourselves, but about other people. Critical conversations edify, heal, and provide substance. Join Latanya harris Good as she introduces us to critical conversations, right here on Trailblazers Radio. Hello, everybody. This is LHG. I am just coming to let you know that I am an independent paparazzi. Jewelry Consultant. You didn't know that, did you? Well, now you know. So I would love to be your personal jewelry lady. Paparazzi is an amazing company. We sell nickel and lead-free jewelry. We are known for our $5 bling, but you just need to know there is an exclusive Z collection that's $25. It's the bling of all bling. when You're really going out of the town and you want to show up. Absolutely fabulous. So we have items for women. For men and for young fashionistas out there, we don't discriminate. If you need it, I'm sure we got it. You have the opportunity to follow my page on Facebook called Polished on Purpose, a VIP group. Follow my personal page, because honey, here is good. And I have my own website that is at your disposal 24-7. So many ways to shop. So let me be the one that makes sure you are accessorized the way you should be. Because I want you to be polished on purpose. My mentor always tells me, when you show up, people are checking you out. They're watching you. So why not be polished? Be poised. Be purposeful. Grime it up with Pop, honey. I got what you need. G Latanya here is good. And I would love to welcome you to tonight's edition of Girl Chat Weekly. I'm talking quiet so that my puppy don't start barking. Y'all just start interceding for the brother right now where you are. Just say, Jesus, let's keep him quiet. So if you haven't noticed, I don't have on no eyelashes. Here they go right here. Here they go, right here. You see these y'all? These are my eyelashes. Um I did not put them on for tonight's show because of the topic. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel in my spirit. And I didn't want that um, my eyelashes to um, feel pressure and uh, covering me tonight. So bear with me. So listen, if you noticed, you saw a couple of commercials which you've seen a couple times before, yeah. Um uh, my paparazzi commercial. Yes, it plays every show. I am a whole independent paparazzi consultant. That's why I'm popping in this pink baby what? She pops in the pink and the pink goes pop. Polished on purpose is my business. I have been a consultant for almost 3 years. I absolutely love it. It has provided an opportunity for not only um, extra funds to supplement some life issues, but it's also opened um, my networking opportunities up tremendously. I have met some amazing sister friends. We're going to talk about that tonight. And I have grown my confidence. I didn't think I can sell anything Um However, when I found something that I can connect with, enjoy, love, could wear every single day, um, it made it much easier to make this choice. And I am glad that the Lord brought me here. Um, I'm looking to grow my business. So if you don't mind in the comments, hopefully I'll be able to post it will be my website paparazziaccessories.com forward slash 393923. And that website is dual purpose. Uh, First of all, you can shop. We have so much to choose from. From the $5 bling we're known for the most to the $25 Z pieces that are taking the world by storm. You can shop, but you can also learn about the company. If you've ever thought about becoming a consultant and wanted to know a little bit of the history, how does the company work? What's in it for me? What's the cost to start? It's all in my link. And then if you are still interested, reach out to me either through Messenger or um, Inbox or whatever. And I would love to set aside time with you uh, to talk about the business. Next, you saw a commercial and you will see a commercial for... A brunch, a business brunch by one of my wonderful sisters, Kayo Shonda. Uh, She's been on the show. Uh, She's been on both of our virtual vendor experiences. Um, I love her dearly. Uh, She is our self-love guru, and she is putting together a phenomenal brunch with some powerful and influential women from the Michigan area. If you are in the Michigan area, you need to get your tickets while they last. This is going to be an epic event uh, for entrepreneurs. And I believe this kind of plays into our show topic about female friendships because a real female friend wants her female friend to not only survive, but thrive in the area of their calling. I absolutely love supporting other women and she's one. I haven't missed too many events in the last few years because there's certain people that just always have something positive and you just want to be a part of it. She's one. Teresa Callahan is one. Um, Lady C has been on my show as well. Just about a week ago or so, uh, Lady C, Kyle Shonda, and I talked about how to present spirituality to our children. Amazing show. I reposted. it. She's been on the virtual vendor experience also as a makeup artist to the, to the world, to the galaxies, to the stars. Um, just I have been blessed to be connected to some phenomenal women. Uh, so get your tickets. Do it quickly. Do not hesitate because I'm sure she's going to sell out way before the June event. Uh, I have been in the room with Tiffany Turntine, dynamic businesswoman, dynamic woman of God. Um, so you want to be there. Even the hostess is. Bianca, she's so full of life and so fun. She's going to bring it all together and do what she does. So, you owe yourself these connections and these opportunities to just grow. Come out of your comfort zone. Yeah, we just used to going to our own little church and sitting in the basement, eating two chicken wings and having some basement pound cake. I do love church basement pound cake. Let me be very clear. Very clear. Okay. I love that. However, 2023, we've been asking God to do something different and we've got to become unstuck and start to venture out into other areas and arenas where you might have been somewhat intimidated. I don't know why, but some people do feel like that. I don't know them. They don't know you. However, that's what networking is. Hi, my name is, I sell paparazzi jewelry. Here's my card. I see you love bling. I would love to be a jewelry lady. Yes, come on out your shell. Come on out your shell, okay? So yes, you will see that commercial up until her tickets are sold out, which will probably be sooner than later, all right? So we're going to get into our topic, but before we do that, I'm going to pray because I'm feeling a little renegade spirit right now, and I want my mind to be calm, okay? All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, I love you, Lord. You're so amazing. You are high and lifted up. I thank you because you were the one who gave me this platform, this Critical Conversations platform. And Girl Chat Weekly, it came from you bringing women together for one hour, 60 power packed minutes of talking about us and celebrating us. And it happens to be Women's Month. So tonight, as we talk about our friendships, Lord. This can be a complicated topic. And that's why my eyelashes are laying on the desk resting. Because it's, this is gonna be a little interesting. But Lord, it's time to have these kinds of discussions when we can figure out where are we going wrong in terms of how we connect? Are we Are we bleeding on each other because of our trauma and our past disappointment and past pain? I don't know about anybody else, but I love good godly connections. I love when women can be together in unity and, you know, helping each other and support each other. It just feels really good. So tonight, God, let something be said that's going to help somebody be a better friend. Help someone make some apologies. If they need to make an apology to somebody, let them say, I'm sorry for what I said, sis. I'm sorry for what I did, sis. Because we have been doing some things out of our own trauma, out of our own disappointment that have really put a strain on relationships. So if an apology is necessary, let it be said and let it be received. Let forgiveness be our portion. In Jesus' name, amen. woo so listen, why did I decide to do a show about friendships? Because in the last five or six years, I've experienced some um, difficulties in the area of female friendships and 99.99% of the time it happened because of a lack of effective communication, a lack of real authentic commitment to the friendship. And people, I want to say it. Some of y'all strolls ain't loyal. (laughs) I said strolls. (laughs) S-T-R-H-O-E-S. Some of y'all strolls ain't loyal. Okay. And I'm learning that everybody's definition. I got my tea right here. Let me sip this because I feel something here. Everyone's definition of friendship and their expectations in a friendship is probably gonna be different. And somebody who I care for said something to me recently, and when I first heard it slash read it, I'll admit I felt away, but after stepping back from it, taking it in and seeing that it came from an authentic place. I gravitated to that word. You know what that word was? Latanya, LHG. Everybody doesn't think like you. So if you're going into friendships, if you're going into relationships thinking that everybody is supposed to be a clone of you, think the way you think, maneuver through situations like you would, you're going to get disappointed every time. And I'm like, wow, Maybe I should stop expecting people to respond the way LHG would. And that's true in a marriage or female friendship. People are different. We are uniquely designed with our own personalities, our own thought processes, our own perception, our own interpretation skills. So if you're looking for somebody to be just like you, I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't want my friends to be carbon copies of me. I guess what I really wanted was the basis of a friendship to always be respect. The basis to always be, let's talk about it. Um, Effective communication is really required for any kind of friendship, relationship, connection or whatever to survive. It's the lifeblood of a relationship. So if you're not communicating with your friends openly in the tough times, I think that's when things will start to plummet into a negative headspace because friendship requires you knowing a person's true self, true heart. And beyond The stuff that I may say in anger, beyond the being in my feelings and not calling like I always do, there's a heart behind all that. And LHG's heart has been hurt, not just by friends, by other people in my life. And our hurt and our pain attaches itself to us in such a way that we bring that baggage into new connections and new friendships. But it's not always fair. It's probably not ever fair to bring your past pain, somebody else, you know, hurt you, but to bring that into a new situation and penalize the new friend for what the old friend did or didn't do, okay? That really isn't fair. So I feel as though in this particular episode, this is going to be a series. I feel it. I feel it. Part one, the state. Of female friendship is just gonna be kind of an overview of what friendship really is, um, or what it does, or what it could look like. But beyond today's episode, tonight's episode, I'm looking to interview some people about their friendships. Um, because friendship is really, is really important to me. And yes, you can have a spouse, yes, you can have, you know, mom, dad, and everything else, but really. Friendships are important and they serve a very unique purpose. Um, for me being a woman, my girlfriends, those who are in my inner circle and they know who they are. These are people who have seen me um, at top of my game when I was feeling good on top of the world. And they've been there like, child, I'm about to take these lashes out and have fit. They seen me in everything in between. And they did not divulge my personal business to other people. Good friends, solid friends, don't take your everyday life as news and just go reporting it to different sources. Oh, by the way, like, subscribe and share this video, please. Uh, I need you to go onto YouTube and pull up Trailblazers with a Z radio and help us to get to our 100 subscribers. Stay on YouTube and look up Critical Conversations with LHG and subscribe. Then go over to Facebook and like our pages. Um, Also, by the way, speaking of friends, one of our sisters, Coco Fenton, uh, has been dealing with an autoimmune disease. We are trying to, to raise funds for her treatment that insurance won't cover. That's our friend. That's our sister. How we show our love is trying to um, raise funds for her to feel better and be healed by this thing. So I will post the GoFundMe in the comments. Thank you to every single person that has given. This is very important to us. So don't get tired of it because I'm gonna talk about it every time I'm on my platform, okay? All right, so let me reel it in. So what I wanna do Yes, I found this article. You know, I love information. If you've ever watched my show, ain't I cute in my pink and my black and white? Oh, so cute! Let me, let me drink to that. Mm-mm-mm. Girl, you fine, LSG, even without your lashes. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, God. So, I want y'all to like these comments up too, cause I want to get y'all feedback. So today, to kick off this series called "The State of the Female Relationship." We're going to look at an article together and I'm going to tell you about what I want to do over the next few weeks. It's Women's History Month, by the way. Happy Women's History Month, girls. Yes, honey. And I want to celebrate the history of female friendships. Uh, Many of you have a BFF, whatever you want to call it, best friend, sister friend, that you may have been in a friendship for decades months, a um, few years, because I don't think that the quantity of time is the only factor of a good friendship. Um, it's more of the quality of the connection. Some of you may have known people since you were in middle school, elementary school, kindergarten orientation. However, that don't mean you're on the same wavelength right now. Maybe you've been able to maintain that Uh, for 30 and 40 years but in some cases you do grow apart life is lifing and you just you know you don't get to talk all the time for my best friends um one of them I talk to often and one of them I wish I talked to more as a matter of fact as I am talking about it and getting a whole lump in my throat talking about her I am going to reach out to her because I miss her. I do. And we happen to be, um, friends who have been around or, um, who met in middle school and we're in our late forties, mid to late forties, honey. So yeah, now that I say it out loud, I need to talk to her. She was at my wedding and everything, but she has kids, grandkids and we check in, but I would like to spend more time with my BFF. Okay. Um, So, I want to go over an article. Interestingly enough, this article is called The Six Forces That Fuel Friendship. And I did. The Six Forces That Fuel Friendship. So, it's by Julie Beck. And Julie spent more than three years interviewing friends for what she, I'm not, I think it's a lady called The Friendship Files, a series of interviews with different sets of friends to talk about their particular unique friendship dynamic. You got to know, there really is no cookie cutter friendship. A true friendship has, it's a breathing and living organism and each one is different. What I may have with my best friend may not be what you have and it could be, you know, and vice versa, but there are six forces that Julie Beck bring up in this article that came out of a series of over 100 interviews with friends. So what I'm gonna be doing starting next week, we're going to do Girl Chat Weekly on a uh, well, twice next week. And on one of those nights, we'll be talking to other women about their friendships. And I'm going to open up the studio to have a few uh, different friends to come on. So, for example, um, if Nicole Johnson and, and Dana Harris are best friends, I may invite them both on the show to talk to them about their particular friendship dynamic. Now, let's put this out here. Friendships do get tested. You're two different people. You're two women. You might be both headstrong. Well, I ain't speaking because she said, I, uh, uh. she said my man ain't got no teeth. And don't. And don't. <laughs> but when it comes to men, one thing about women, we can, we can get on each other about our clothes, our girdles, or lack of girdleship. But when it comes to our men, don't you say nothing about that girl's toothless man. She loves him. With that one dangling pendulum, too, swinging, and she will curse you at the root of your life for putting your mouth on that relationship, knowing you, knowing y'all ain't good for each other, knowing he ain't right for you. But because your bestie commented on that man, you got mad. Oh, I'm talking to somebody today, I'm talking to myself because I've been through it, I've felt fell out completely with a very, very, very good friend of mine over comments made about a significant other who I knew in my whole spirit, in my whole sanctified spirit, that he wasn't right for me. I just didn't want her to say it because she said he had no teeth and didn't. (laughs) But God gave me a husband with 872 beautiful teeth to God be the glory. Won't he do it? So, yeah. That's the funny thing. We can talk We can talk to our friends about certain topics, but it's certain ones and you start talking about that girl, man, and you don't think he's right and he ain't nothing, he a bum, and he this, ooh, that girl gonna be the Tasmanian devil and let you have it. Why Why don't? We don't like to hear about that kind of stuff, but as friends, should we be able to talk about anything? There should be no subject that two really good, best friends, good friends shouldn't be able to talk about without getting upset. But with some friendships, there's boundaries. There's certain topics you got to tiptoe around to not make them angry. But then that makes me wonder, is that friendship truly authentic? What's really behind it? Because a true sister friend, you ought to be able to talk about any dang thing. Okay. So, anywho, this article by Julie Beck, The Friendship Files, was a series of interviews Julie did interviewing different sets of friends. And more than three years ago, so pre COVID, basically. And she recently ended the interviews, but she did an article. He or she, this could be a man, y'all. Because Julie, we may think it's a female name, but in other countries it can be a male name too. So Julie Beck, if you hear me, um, I apologize if I'm calling you a woman and you're a man or vice versa, because I haven't met you yet. But Julie, I would love to have you on the show. Okay. Thank you. Tag Julie Beck. Okay. Offer Julie Beck. So in this friendship file, uh, these different interviews, Julie brings out six forces that she or he believes fuel fin- friendship. Saying goodbye to doing these interviews, Julie says was bittersweet because Julie enjoyed this and found that people are so interesting when they talk about friendship. Matter of fact, he or she says, people are at the most generous, they're funniest, and they're most fascinating when talking with and about their friends. Everybody's bond evolves in its own way. And he or she has come to believe that there are six basic forces that fuel friendship. Okay. And I want to talk about each one. And as you comment, and again, please feel free to comment. I am, I want to know how you all feel about this because these are my opinions. And this is my commentary on Julie Beck's article, but I welcome your feedback. And I also want you to put in the chat, if you and your friend or friends, some of you might have like a girl pack, it might be four of y'all that have been coworkers slash sisters for years. And you want to come on the show and talk about that, that dynamic because it could include some good times. It can include sometimes when y'all fell out. It can include when y'all went on a cruise. It can include when y'all wasn't talking for two months. I mean, friendships can sometimes be a little roller coaster-ish as any relationship because it depends on how the person is feeling any given day. But speaking of coworker friendships, the article is saying you tend to make friends where you spend the most of your time. Let's let's look at this article. The six forces are accumulation, attention, intention, ritual, imagination, and grace. The six fuels of friendship. Okay, The six things that kind of fuel a friendship. Six forces is how they put it. A friendship are, again, number one, accumulation two, attention, three, intention, four, ritual, five, imagination, six, grace. So we're going to try to get through as many of these as we can. But again, pop in the comments. I'm definitely wanting to get your feedback. But let's talk about accumulation. The article says the simplest and most obvious force that forms and sustains Friendships is the time spent together. One study estimates that it takes spending 40 to 60 hours together within the first six weeks of meeting to turn an acquaintance into a casual friend and then about 80 to 100 hours to become more than that. So friendships unsurprisingly tend to form in places where people spend a lot of their time put a bookmark where do you spend most of your time at put in the comments work mm-hmm. school church um maybe you are a community activist so you spend your time in the community do you spend most of your time on social media we live in a social media driven world now so there are people who are spending ten plus hours of screen time on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, whatever. So no wonder some people are forging friendships online because that is where they spend the majority of their time. So don't think it's strange when people become friends through Facebook, friends through whatever, especially if you have mutual friends and you are commenting on different post and you're very engaging i'm very engaging let me just say this i went on that good detroit here and nails page i didn't make not near friend i think i made some enemies because me being old school online church mother went in there trying to be kind and give advice everybody don't want your advice let me drink some more mm, mm, mm. i'm triggered so when you having a chat in a post and you're reading people's responses. Oh, I like what she said. Or I don't like what they said. You could literally send them a friend request because you resonated with what they said. I've done it. I've been in posts, like good, engaging, strong posts. And we talking about it and we back and forth and bah, bah, bah. Like I like them. Friend requests, you know, and That can become a friend eventually. So what the article is saying, what the author is saying, the first and most obvious way people form friendships is by spending a lot of time. So my own opinion is if you don't spend time around people and you've been isolating and going through some changes, maybe you're not going to find many friends because you're by yourself. And you are your own only friend, okay? So if you want friends, you got to go out and become friendly. That's in the Bible somewhere. So you can't say, no, nobody will be my friend. Are you even presenting yourself as friendly for someone to say, hey, how you doing? Like for me, LHG in school, the first day of school, awkwardness, I had to cut it. Hi, I'm Latonya Harris. How are you? I'm that school girl. I was that school girl. You know, um, but you have to kind of fill out people's vibes because I didn't want to be like trying to say hello and like, don't talk to me. So I had to kind of watch people first. I'm very, very observant. So once I observe you, your mannerisms, your vibe, if I feel like it's kind of calm, like me, kind of cool, then I may approach you and just give an introduction. But in school, the first day of school was always awkward because you may not know anybody. Or you may know a couple from different classes, but chances are you starting fresh with a whole new group of people. Nobody knows each other and everybody's scared. I ain't scared. I'm not one that will be the icebreaker. To try to say, okay, let's get this over with. Hi, my name is. Your name is? Nice to meet So now we got a buddy. We got a buddy. We got a lunch buddy. When I go to trainings, and we were doing in-person trainings in my corporate setting, and they put you at these different tables of four, tables of five, you know, and you would naturally want to be near somebody you know, but they would make you not be near somebody you know. So I'm that one. Like, okay, we got five strangers at this table. Hi, how are you? What department are you working in? I'm gonna tell you, I'm that person. I hate awkwardness. I want to break that ice sooner than later so we can start talking and move on with the day. I don't like that tense. No one's talking. No one's talking. I hate that. I loathe that. So, yes, I am that one that will be the first to say, Hello, my name is. How are you? nice to meet you where you going for lunch i mean that's just me and i'm a trainer and um i would suggest to my training class um to get to know your your training buddy you're gonna be in this room with me for four to six weeks or whatever uh and with your friends you might as well introduce yourself see who you kind of vibe with you got a friend it's not so awkward to be on a The day one of a new job, not knowing anyone, but after our introductions and kind of talking a little bit about training, you should kind of feel somebody out and you get a buddy. It's a buddy system. Who wants to be in a room of people for weeks and you're not even on a first name basis? Now, I'm not saying every training class meshed the same. They all had different dynamics uh, because my dream team. They are friends still today. I call them that because they are phenomenal. All my teens were great, but this group meshed differently than any other group. And all women, I don't think it was one guy in the class. Um, and they're still, at least the majority of them are still, okay, Erin, you want to come off today? You don't like this subject? Okay. At least the majority of them are still talking. And I love that about them. Yes, my earring fell off and I'm putting it right back on because I'm cute. But um, they still talk. I keep up with a lot of my trainees. They're my Facebook friends or we, you know, see each other in different, you know, environments or whatever. But when you meet people, I think you can kind of tell those, those first few minutes by the conversation by the vibe you feel by the connection it could even be a a spiritual connection i mean i've seen god bring people in my life um unbeknownst to me and what was happening but they crossed my path and there was something spiritual about it to where i was supposed to meet you for some reason so yeah friendship is layered so let's talk about accumulation So sometimes the time builds up slowly as it did for two neighbors who lived across the hall from each other for 20 years. They checked in on each other every day, even when they were sick during the pandemic, and they split a subscription to People Magazine. They still got People Magazine, Mm, mm, y'all. That's too cute. So they kept having these moments. How you doing? Girl, my throat hurt. How you doing? Girl, I'm coughing. You doing better? Yes, I am. Praise God. So over time, these two neighbors were conversing across the hall, staying six feet, you know, during the pandemic. But the more time you spend with people, that's why you you can have work friends. You're at work eight to ten, to whatever time, you know, hours a day in the office that is, then you probably will get to know people. You're spending a large chunk of your day in the same space. I have been very blessed to have several sister friends that I met at my job 20 something years ago, and we still talk and try to go out or do a Zoom or something, and they're not going nowhere. They are my sisters because we spent so much time together in that particular environment, answering them phones, having good times, bad times, eating, you know, when the cars got too too busy, you know, on our breaks and, and we have been there for each other. There's been births, there's been deaths, there's been weddings, divorces. I mean, when you've spent that much time with each other through thick and thin, you start to establish a rapport, a level of trust. So yeah, I have several of my sisters I met 20 plus years ago at our job and they've gone on their way, I've gone on my way and we still connect in some kind of capacity, okay? So the gradual accumulation of shared moments added up to an important friendship during the early days of the pandemic when we were trapped inside. They opened their doors and talked across the hall and each of them felt less alone. So, yes, friendships can spark in many different ways, many different ways. So, accumulation is saying the amount of time you spend with someone can put you in a place where you can become a friend. All right. So, thinking about your friendships, do they come from work? Do they come from church? I have friendships that I have established through the paparazzi business. I've never laid eyes on my sisters except for the one that lives in Michigan. But the other ones never been in their company. But social media allows us to be in Zoom together, uh, Messenger chat together, uh, whatever. So, because you have different meetings and you're interacting every day, you start to get to know people. Now, I'm not saying that we're all best friends, we're not just as in any place. I'm sure all of your co workers are not the same in terms of your relationship. Everybody will have their own unique experience with you. And for some, get this I'm not for everybody, and I'm learning. That while this person here and I can be wonderful co-workers slash friends, but this person over here and I didn't have the same vibe. I respect her, we speak, and we are on a reasonable, not seasonal, reasonable basis. Meaning if there's a reason for us to connect projects, what have you, we good. But beyond that, no. Whereas this co-worker... We're not just reasonable or seasonal. We have a true, you know, bond outside of work. Some of us have been blessed to have true bonds. You met at work, but you are friends outside of work. And that's a beautiful thing if you can have that. It doesn't happen all the time, but if it does and it's real and it lasts, then to God be the glory. But I've learned that I'm not going to have the same experience with every coworker. We're different. Everybody don't want me to be their friend. I'm learning to leave people alone. Um if you reach out to somebody and they don't respond or they respond unfavorably or like who are you? You don't know me. I don't trust you. Then let them give them some grace. They don't know you. They don't know you. So give them some grace. And don't always become so offended. Like, dang, I'm trying to be a friend. But everybody doesn't know LHG. To some people, I'm just someone they they never met before. This earring here, y'all, we're going to just leave it off, okay? We're going to take them both off. All right, there we go. So in some cases, y'all, you. well, in all cases, don't force yourself on anybody. If a friendship is meant to exist beyond acquaintance if it's meant to go from acquaintance uh, to friend to sister it should do so in such an authentic and organic way that it shouldn't be pressure there so me I am just naturally um, concerned about people if you post something that says, I'm hurting, I'm suffering. I'm gonna probably inbox you said, say, girl, I'm about to pray now, what's going on? You don't know me, but I'm gonna pray for you. That's just my heart. But it doesn't mean everyone wants that or needs that. So if you don't get a response uh, that you want, don't get upset. And as that person told me, everyone doesn't think like you LHG. Whereas for my thought process, isn't it just common courtesy to respond? Yes. But do you know what headspace a person is in that could have led to a lack of response? Maybe not. So maybe you should just back off, You know, pray for them instead of saying, well, ain't." because I am extremely sensitive. I know this about me. I've accepted this about me. So in my acquaintances slash friendships or whatever, I bring into it a level of sensitiveness where it may not fit. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had people who, know we're not like friend friends, but I've had people in my life that have done some things, said some things, some little underhanded, messy Flim fam, shimmy, sham, and it got back to me. And, and I ain't gonna look at them the same. I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak now. I ain't gonna be rude. I don't know how you doing. That might be it. Because once you once you show me your true colors, once you show LHG, you can't be trusted. Uh this thing is gonna change this whole dynamic. Now, if we are in the same room i'm not gonna be awkwardly rude i'm like i ain't not gonna how you doing hello hello hi but don't come hey and you you know good and well you can't stand me you know good and well you just got off the phone talking to your people your imps and pimps about lhg but not when i'm in your presence it's hey sis oh, i was just thinking about you girl, by I know who authentically loves me. I'm okay with that, okay? At first, um, I used to question, well, why don't they like me? Why do they have a problem with me? I've not even done nothing to them. It ain't even about what you've done. People may not like you because they actually admire you or They don't like you because they don't understand you or you're such a rarity that they question you. Like, what's her angle? I don't know. I don't know about her. We can be fickle like that sometimes, ladies. Can can we just admit that? I'm going to sit while y'all answer that in the comments. Can we just, just be honest tonight? We can be hard in a mug on each other. I don't know her. Like a new woman coming into a group of, of women, your love and marriage, hip hop, so love and love and whatever, and your real housewives. You see how they put people that come to the group through a whole strange process to even get in that happens in real life, not just with rich women. We have an already existing program of of friendship and maybe one of the friends brings another friend well who's this hi y'all this is Koisha. she's my friend from the some of us gonna be like i don't know her why she here i mean we can't be like that it's enough friendship y'all i believe to go around that's just my opinion and i had a situation 20 years ago where I had a really really good friend and to this day we have not really spoken and when I questioned why a part of it was yeah when so-and-so started coming around you begin acting funny no I can be people's friends and not just your friend So if I come by your desk and I say hey can you go on break and you can't but I go with this friend. I'm wrong. I'm supposed to just not go on break because you can't go on break. I just think we have these unrealistic expectations that we put on our friendships. Like you covered in my friendship. I don't want you to be nobody else's friend but man That borderline is obsession. I can't expect you to only be my friend. Don't engage with nobody else. Don't go lunch with nobody else. Don't go and break with nobody. Matter of fact, I'm going to say, when you get off the phones, come in here with me and so and so and eat lunch. Just to have a coveted friend, you my friend and my friend only, is immature to me. And we basically went this last 20, 20 something years of her losing a parent, recently losing a sister. You know, our job, you know, ended up closing and we went on. But that's why I never would get too upset when things would close down. Because I figured, yes, this is closing down. But those who are my real friends, we're going to stay connected. So even if you met at work and your coworker moves across the country or moves and gets another job, it's okay. Because if this is a real friendship, we're going to still talk. That's how I feel. But when you start acting funny because a person befriends someone else and tries to bring them into the circle, that gives me childish vibes. I don't even know if kids do that. You know what I'm saying? So I got off on on that conversation, y'all. But anyway, so we talked about accumulation. I wish we had more community friendships. When it comes to neighbors, the, the average community that I've seen, the neighbors don't hardly talk. So how would you even make a friend with someone you don't know? So if you're going out of town, you should be able to say, hey, neighbor, can you watch the house? Hey, neighbor, I'm going to be up, up north, pick on my number. Hey, neighbor, call me when the power back on. I mean, you ought to be able to do that. But if you don't know them, you don't trust them, and they could be shady and shifty. I don't know. We all got different neighbors. But we can't have neighborly friendships if we don't even talk to our neighbors. It's not going to happen. Now, if you've been living in the same house for 20 years and you don't know anybody around you, it could be that you're not comfortable. But I'm wondering if it's more so you're afraid. I don't know. My grandmother had friends in her neighborhood um, across the street for several senior citizens and she would go over there or take me with her. we would sit up there and they would drink tea and laugh and eat little cookies and just, you know, just friendship. I love good, solid friendship. I do, because having a sister friend means a whole nother person with their own perspective, thoughts, opinions. We don't have to agree on on everything. Why do we think disagreement is rejection? I can disagree with you and still be respectful to you. And that's on all platforms, social media, on a phone call, email, whatever. We don't have to always feel like we're being attacked because somebody or a friend disagrees with us. We gotta come out of having our feelings on our shoulders so much. And maybe we've been so traumatized as women, maybe in childhood, maybe in adolescence, maybe in the teens, maybe in adulthood. We've been so hurt and damaged by other people and circumstances that we tend tend to taint any new friendship. Oh, that ain't, she ain't real. She ain't gonna work. She ain't gonna last. For me, if you get to know me and you are, you see something good in me and you hang around, you will learn I'm loyal. Probably to a thought, I would give you the shirt off my back if I knew I had on a good Brazil. But I think as women, we forfeit Great opportunities to have excellent friendships because of misunderstandings, and then instead of coming to the person and saying, Hey Cynthia, when you said XYZ, you made me feel ABC. We'll go to somebody else and say, Cynthia, kill me. When she said this, she made me feel da, da, da. why didn't you go to her and talk? she may not even realize she was hurting you so many friendships have been terminated in my opinion prematurely because of a lack of transparent conversation and i've had a case that was so deep not only did did the one friendship end but this person made sure I don't want you to be around her i don't want you to be around her y'all come with me we together it's my posse a posse's own broadway i mean oh i mean come on so because you got a problem with me you want to take all of them with you well if they go with you i know it wasn't real if they stay i know it was real because for me that tells me you really wasn't rocking with me if because we had a moment. You take all your crew with you. Your crew anyway, you can have them. I'm good. I'm so good. I don't want anybody around me that don't like me. Stop following people and befriending people and looking at people's page and you don't even like them. Where do they do that at? It's okay to say, LHG, she might be cool with y'all, but it's something about her that just rubbed me the wrong way. If that show truth, that show truth. I'm not gonna stop being LHG to pacify you. Well, how do I, I rub it the wrong way? Can you tell me how I can rub it the right way? No, I'm not doing that. I am who I am. I love her. So when I do have a friend and I love them, I love them. And if I do say something silly or have a lack of judgment, I would hope that we would be able to come to one another one-on-one and sit down over a good sushi roll. Come on, sushi. I love sushi. But to sit down and, and have lunch or kick it and say, girl, I don't know what happened, but let's break it down. But when you said this, I was like, where did I come from? Come on, talk it through, right? We don't do that enough. We would rather call other people, put that mess in the streets instead of just having a conversation about what happened. And it could have been a misunderstanding. It could have been a word typed wrong in a text. It could have been the wrong email sent. So many things have happened and entire solid friendships come crumbling Over something that could have probably been discussed and hashed out. Wow. So we ain't going to get to the other five forces today. (laughs) But here is what I need y'all to do. Next week, we're going to do two girl chat weeklies. And I'll announce it. One for this series and one for I'm having a guest come on to talk about divorce. Um, Some of our women are going through this or have gone through it, and we're going to go there. But we're also going to do part two of the state of female friendship. I have guests that are going to be coming, and I want to know if anybody out there will be willing to let LHG interview you and your best friend or friends about your friendship dynamic. I want to, to be like Julie Beck and show the diversity of different friendship dynamics even when that friendship was tested how did y'all come back together did y'all fall out for a week a month a year but now y'all are still rocking or maybe you have a friend you ain't never fell out with what was the formula you know I want this to be an entire woman's month women's month series I also want us to walk away from this conversation better in terms of how we view our friends, how we are able to maintain and cultivate a mutually beneficial, purposeful friendship. Okay. There is a place for female bonding and female friendship, a special place. I have an entire community of sisters called Shades of Chocolate. We've been around for about 10 years or maybe even more. Pray together, discuss stuff together, post resources. Um, Some of us have met outside of the group. I want to do a retreat, but they are amazing women. Now, it's 483 of them on a group, but I may kick it around with six or seven. You know how groups can be, I don't mind. I don't have to have 500 friends. That would be kind of crazy. I'm okay with that. When you get to my age, sometimes less might be best. And it's about the quality versus the quantity of time. So if you have a friendship you want, you you love, and you want to talk about that on the air, reach out to me, I would love to create a show around interviewing groups of female friends and having this open discussion. In the meantime, I thank you for watching, for sharing, for commenting, for engaging, for subscribing. Thank you for supporting not only this particular show, but the entire Trailblazers team. I thank you. This Saturday, I'll be back at... 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll announce my guest. This topic is layered. I'm glad I didn't put my lashes on because they probably would have split off. But, yeah, my earrings couldn't stay on. It's just it's that heavy. We're going we gonna to unpack this and see how we can be better in our friendships, okay? In the meantime, have a good night. Be safe. I love y'all. Peace.